0: And welcome back to another episode of the Golden Blogs podcast, the BearCast. I am your host, Rob Hong, with my co-host here, Andy Johnson. How are you, Andy? Hi. Howdy. Howdy. How are you? How are you, Andy? How How are you, Andy? <laughs> oh, I'm okay. Hasn't been the greatest of weeks.
1: Usually when Cal loses, the Dodgers lose, too. <laughs> and that didn't happen.
0: That makes a lot of... that. You know, there's quite a bit of Dodger fans like that are Cal fans. I did not...
1: So when Cal wins, it usually means the sporting world is... You watch Stranger Things?
0: Yes, it needs to be an equilibrium.
1: So it, it usually if Cal wins, then we're living in the upside down. Yeah. And so everything else in the sporting world goes terribly wrong. Like the Dodgers start winning, and the Niners start losing, and the Sharks start losing, and everything is terrible. But Cal <laughs> is doing well. And then this week... Cal lost a game they should have won and the Niners still lost and Dodgers still won, so I'm like, hey, what the heck?
0: This is a it's a, it's a weird time to be alive.
1: Sure is a strange time to be alive.
0: <laughs> oh boy. Um yeah, it's it's a weird sporting weekend. Like just the thing just tell me why. Hm well the Cal game, first of all. And then that Ohio State Penn State game too was just like a shocker to me. I did not think Penn State was going to lose, and to lose in that fashion by what one point, <laughs> like that's crazy. And J T. Barrett apparently came to life, so he just resurrected into the J T. Barrett that most people thought he was. So it's it's crazy. It's just crazy to to see like that type. All in all, it goes back to my point of the NCAA, NCAA football. Is a way better product than the NFL.
1: Yep. You know who hired Mr. Franklin?
0: Who's Mr. Franklin? Penn State. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Franklin, yes. You know who hired him? Who? Oh, yes. Sandy Barber. Yep.
1: <laughs> now, Sandy deserves a lot of flack, particularly for the Dykes hire. But it's pretty awesome that she was able to get him to Penn State. I mean... Did you see that when they like uh had 110,000 people at their football game and they were all singing the song? That was pretty cool.
0: It's pretty cool to see all those schools that have those types of traditions. Um especially I think most of the schools in the Midwest and a lot of the schools in the South. I think that's like the key areas where you know these college towns are just built around the athletics programs of the those schools and they just have so many great traditions like you can hate on the Alabamas, the Floridas, you know, like all those big, big time football schools, but you know the fact that, like, I would love—that's still on my bucket list—to go to one of those SEC games just down in the South, just to Ole see. Miss, yeah,
1: definitely going. Yeah.
0: Just to see what it's what it feels like to be in like that type of atmosphere because you see it on TV all the time.
1: Did if, you, you know, go to the Ohio State game?
0: I did not travel to Ohio State. Mm. But the horseshoe, yes, is, is of course one of the
1: It wasn't as cool as I thought it would be. Oh really? Yeah. No. I you you sort of equate the so when I think of like Midwest football games, I think of like big, welcoming tailgates that kind of blow you away. And so I have actually been to random stadium. So I've been to Purdue game. That was actually pretty fun.
0: Okay. Um, the Boilermakers.
1: Purdue Penn State. Yeah, when I was looking at college colleges, I made a stop in uh because I was in the middle of Indiana for some reason and then went over to Purdue to just watch the football game. So that was cool to see Northwestern. Northwestern very much like Cal. Did you go to that game? I did not. Killing me. Yeah. So, <laughs> but uh, Ohio State, would they had this really weird rule uh, when we went, which they had these guys on top of this building in the middle of the tailgating area, and they had massive binoculars. And what their job was, essentially, was to point out people that were drinking in public and then send walkie-talkie down to somebody else on the ground and send them to go get citations. And so... So you couldn't have... It was just, like, bizarre. Like, you had to have the cup, red cup. You couldn't, like, just have a beer like we have it at Cal. Like a can. Yeah. Okay. You had to have cups. And so all of the fans obviously know how to do it well. But it just really like kind of – it made you on edge rather than like all oh. the Midwest tailgates have been at. It's just like open beer, like whatever, like super relaxed. And this one I was a little more on edge. And then we got there. And the stadium, yeah, super loud and the Ohio and all yeah. that stuff is like very, very cool. But um, I, yeah, so Big House would be
0: on my list. Yeah, Big House is definitely on my list. I That stadium is just – I mean it's the uh, – the, if I'm not mistaken, the largest seating capacity stadium – in america is it i think i think it's because that's hundred and ten thousand. wow i believe um so that's incredible i think that yeah michigan was definitely on my college list when i was debating where to go to college too just because i was like i want to go to i want to apply to a good academic school but i want to also go to a pretty good athletic school michigan's pretty up there too so i mean i made the best choice of coming here but michigan's pretty up there yeah all right. Should we move on? Let's do it. Let's talk about the Cal game. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to start with this one because I, I, I tweeted the game. Just don't read Voldemort. my offensive preview. Yeah. Just, just don't read it. Should we just take it off the website of this yeah, footage? Just, and... <laughs> just take it down.
1: Everything I said in that offensive preview uh, is wrong. Every <laughs> single thing. Outside of the last two sentences where I said, the one way I see this game going the other direction is that Philip Lindsay gets a lot of carries and tears us up on the ground. It's the only thing I got right. Everything else totally wrong. What
0: else did you say in that offensive preview?
1: I said that Montez was bad, and like he had really poor reads, and he like was just a pretty inefficient <laughs> quarterback, and I wouldn't be surprised if he got pulled, and like I thought all of like the disguised looks that our DBs would be running on, on defense would just... Drive them crazy and lead to a couple of like quick interceptions and I mean, we've been living on turnovers so often. I just expected us to kind of like um, I didn't expect like a shutout or anything like that. I mean Washington State shut shut them out last week, mm-hmm. like, so yeah, I was it was <laughs> very wrong.
0: Uh, but yeah, it was weird because I so I tweeted the game and I did the recap and I just remember about halfway through the third quarter I was just like, this is not a, like. Whether I'm a Cal fan or not, or even if I'm a Colorado fan or not, like this is just not a football game I don't watch. It was just so, it was just so boring. Like I wasn't agitated, I wasn't mad. Like that's that how, that's how I even started the recap. It was like it was a weird. I was in a weird emotional state of I wasn't happy, but I wasn't angry. I wasn't sad. I wasn't just meh. I was just yeah, yeah. I was just like I spent three hours watching that, and just I can't have it back now. <laughs>
1: You felt robbed of your time. Yeah. It was just, it wasn't, it wasn't fun to watch. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) I didn't expect you to say that. Yeah. Goodness.
0: Yeah. It's
1: like, excuse me. I'd like that back. I'd like a (laughs) refund. (laughs) Please. Please. I didn't enjoy that.
0: 24 hour policy, right? Yeah. Even Amazon takes back your stuff 30 days (laughs) afterwards. Come on now. Uh, All right. But let's get into it. All right. So it was, it was a, 12 o'clock kickoff local time in Colorado. So it was an 11 o'clock kickoff here. Cal loses this one 44 to 28. Um, Cal and Colorado. In terms of the, what's it, the the statistics, it was really weird. Um, Because in terms of first downs, we're even. 27 Colorado, 26 Cal. They had 16 rushing. To 10 passing And we had 16 passing To 8 rushing So it was exactly What you expected Is that we would pass A lot more They run a lot more uh, But then The Next statistic Is why we lost Is because their Net yards passing They at, they got 353 And we got 374 Whereas Our net rushing They were at 200 And we're at 61 So clearly You know where the gains Are coming from For them Yeah um, Both in the air And the ground Oh boy! um, and then it just it it just fell apart real quickly it was we started out we we def- we got the coin toss we deferred then we get them on a three and out, and I was like, oh, okay, okay, I like the start it wasn't pretty of it wasn't that pretty of a three and out, but I'll take the three and out, and then we go out on the field and we do the exact same thing and I was like, all right, well, that's expected <laughs> that's expected um and then the following possession, I think it was the next five possessions, is where they scored consistently. They scored a touch. I think it was a, like three touchdowns and a field goal, I believe. Um, and it was, and we just couldn't. We just keep kept punting and giving the ball away. There was just nothing we could do other than the f- one touchdown we scored, which was the answer uh, when we were down 14-0. and then we answered with, with that, which was the trick play which, for me personally, if you have to pull out a trick play that early in the game to get a touchdown score because your offense isn't working properly, it's not going to be that healthy of a game throughout because you're not going to be able to pull out trick plays after trick play after trick play. So, yeah, it didn't look good. Let me just give you some of the stats uh, before I ask you about yours. Patrick Laird, 13 carries, a net of 52 yards. um, Ross Bowers, 29 to 52 one interception, three touchdowns, uh, three hundred fifty nine fifty nine yards throwing. So if you look at the stat line, that's not that bad. No. But if you take away one of the touchdowns because it was a garbage, like under one minute touchdown, then it'd be it's interesting still, it's still to still see season.
1: the third quarter, like where he's yeah, at just, through three
0: quarters. Yeah. Um, and then Jordan VC had one hundred and eleven yards on seven receptions, one touchdown. Kind of I know I had one hundred and eight yards receiving on seven receptions and two touchdowns. Beast. Uh, and then on the other side, Colorado Philip Lindsey um, net one hundred and sixty one. That's an average of four point nine a carry. He did not score a single touchdown though on thirty three carries. Montez had forty seven yards on thirteen carries and a touchdown. He was twenty for twenty six, or yeah, twenty of twenty six, three hundred forty seven yards, three touchdowns. And their leading receiver was Jay McIntyre, five receptions for 53 yards and a touchdown, and also Shea Fields, four, uh, four receptions, 101 yards and one touchdown.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, Shea Fields should be there leading.
0: Yeah, but, I mean, he had one long reception, the 65-yard touchdown. So if you take that away, he wasn't, wasn't that effective.
1: The ball um, game is in Montez's stats because he, against Washington State, was like, four for 13, for like 40 or 50 yards, and then somehow against us found exceptional efficiency. I mean, the running threat was always there. That was not a mystery. But for him to be as efficient as he looked, throwing the ball, especially on the third down plays and the longer passing situations, that's the ball game. I mean, that just it just doesn't make sense compared to... It's not like he doesn't have that capability, though. I mean, if you looked at his first... Earlier in the season and what he was doing you know there's a couple of articles that were saying that you know they didn't understand why he was being benched and they thought it was a misallocation of the blame but it just i don't know if washington state was able to confound him that much the week prior where they had to look at their walk-on backup as a consideration um like there's another backup before there's a there's Two backups, yeah. and one of them is a – the second one is a walk-on. And they said all of them were in play last week. So, man, it just seems like the game was really blown by the secondary. And the secondary is consistently – has has consistently been our strength this year.
0: So it's just a weird thing to watch. So here's the stat that you wanted through three quarters, quarterback comparison. Steven Montez, 18 completions on 24 attempts, 311 yards, two touchdowns. Longest was a 65-yarder. Ross Bowers 15 yards or 15, 15 completions on 31 attempts, no interceptions, 155 yards and a touchdown. That Longest 27 yards. Yeah. So that sounds that, that What sounds was his uh, completion percentage, sorry. Uh, Bowers whole game or just In the, the third? through 3. Through 3, 15 of 31. So about 50%. Terrible. Just a little under 50%. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's an awful stat line. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that says a lot too. So yes, secondary issues
1: Inefficiency on offense. Or it's like, it's not not inefficiency, ineffectiveness in offense. We lack a big play. We really do. We don't have our home run threats anymore. And, uh, yeah, when you're just, I mean, the, and the defense doesn't play well. The defense has played well every single game, arguably. This season. Of this season. Yep. So, I mean, it's realistic for them to have an off day. Yep. But it just shows how dependent we are on that on that side of the ball. Which we would never have expected at the beginning of the year.
0: Take a, Just go back literally a year. We were saying the exact opposite, right? <laughs> yeah. When yeah. our offense doesn't score a touchdown or, like, you know, let's say we, we score under 21, then we're like, all right, our offense is gassed because they have to go out there and they're expected to score night in, night out but, and our, because our defense was leaking points. Now we're, now we're saying the exact opposite is that because our offense can't score our defense has to go out there and try to get stops on every single possession and yet they they have to have this type of game cuz just cuz they're going to be so gassed i mean just look at last week we it was a freaking double overtime game like i'm it went way into the night and that's i'm not i don't know you know of course no athlete is going to come out and say yeah we were tired right no athlete's ever going to say that but you have that type of game, and with no bye week leading up till now, and on top of that, our two deep is so short, anyways. Our and our rotation guys have to be exhausted by this point, and an 11 AM um, 11 kickoff in altitude. Holy crap! <laughs> now that you look, now that you think about it, it's like, yeah, that was a recipe for a loss.
1: Yeah, I do think the early games are hard because you're just kind of like waking up and getting,
0: you say 11 a.m. isn't terribly bad that's like waking up they probably woke up at like seven yeah I would assume so it's not that bad but
1: you're probably awake but yeah I don't know the double overtime thing and just like the m- emotional exhaustion of that game and the defense just getting shredded by Khalil Tate Tate and Green so I'm sure this was a really hard one to Rally from it just feels like we just blew a really winnable game.
0: Yeah, and as you pointed out, the Wilcox face—that pretty much said it all. That Wilcox face pretty much said it. That that was the that was our game. It was like the teeth grinding, just the, no, like you know, like it was just because I mean we we just watched a little bit of the recap before we started recording, and we were talking about we were talking about how like it was a thirteen point game going into halftime. It did not feel like a thirteen-point game going into halftime. It felt like we were down by at least twenty, which means thirteen's within reach. And we went, and they went scoreless in the third, so it was still only thirteen points going into the fourth quarter. Still winnable. Still winnable. <laughs> still winnable. A thirteen-point game is not much. It's really not much. Nope. But and we got opportunities to do it. It's just we couldn't capitalize. I, I really thought that last drive that led to the pick six was one of those like, oh, maybe this is the start of a, a miracle in Boulder, like a last five minute miracle. Because um, it had that, they it felt like they took it, their, their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. We got the ball, we got the ball moving, we marched down the field and Ross was making some really, really good throws on that drive. And then the pick six happens. But I wanted to get your thoughts on the pick six of just just cuz i know how 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 much of a quarterback critique you are
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's the <laughs> reputation <laughs> yeah it's no secret i'm not like i just don't think that ross is like nothing against the guy i just don't think he was really that highly touted of a recruit and and what we've seen has been a pretty average performance like he doesn't really win you games doesn't really quite lose you games. He kind of does, but not really like to the point where he's terrible. Yeah. He's just okay. Like he misses some really bad throws. Like his accuracy is just like nothing we have. We just haven't seen it. And it just feels weird watching it. You know, watching the fade that he throws versus the fade you know, that Goff throws. You, you don't remember Maynard? No, of course I remember Maynard. But I'm just <laughs> saying, like, I'm just saying since we've been really doing this, it's yes. it's been like, NFL, NFL quarterback
0: after NFL quarterback,
1: so we're used to these balls being like in the right place and and you know right and the numbers in the hands and what you see from Bowers more often than not is if it's a completed pass the ball's kind of in the wrong spot. It's not necessarily that it was a bad pass or that he, like I mean, he just could have you could have thrown it a little bit better. So perfect example is the Konawa, the Noah touchdown where it's like he's catching the ball kind of at his ankles. It's like, yeah, it was a good pass, but it also wasn't like the quintessential pass that you'd be looking for there.
0: You want to throw it outside or a little higher. Right. You don't want to throw it inside and low.
1: routes over the middle where he's putting the ball high, and so guys are having to go up and back to get the ball, so they don't carry any momentum into the actual route. So what would be a bigger gain ends up just being like 10 or 15 yards. It's not that like I wouldn't recommend any replacement at this point. It's just that as you look towards the future now, because we're getting to that point, I don't necessarily think like we have an answer quarterback. We have someone that could be a serviceable quarterback for us if, for whatever reason, we don't have someone next year. That is fantastic. But I'd immediately turn to McElwain or Shrout um, and I think see... If, I think it's Shrout. <laughs> it's Shrout. It's Shrout. And see if Dwight Shrout has the abilities or... Um, and, and, you know, Garbers. Yeah, Garbers. Or see if Garbers... I just sort of think that's like where it's at and 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 you kind of have the safety option it it really does feel like you know having gone through the whole season that we had a quarterback competition between two backups and a backup one (laughs) and and he's shown like he's got tons of guts and grit and uh you know he's learning and he's getting better he's clearly a smart kid and I, w- I root for him every single week. So I don't want to be like a negative Nancy over here saying boo hoo Bowers, but I just sort of think as you look at going forward, um there ha- I haven't seen anything that's really wowed me. What
0: about you? Well, I've Well, I'm going to have to relook at this at the end of the season. But as much as I hate like, you know, I don't I don't like listening to some of those um you know those like talk shows on like Fox Sports 1 or ESPN where it's like the two guys and then one mediator. Like, yeah, kind of yeah. like first take you, or you know. If you
1: compare me to Skip Bayless, am I'm, no, I'm, compare- I'm just going to go home no, right no, now and cry you. myself to sleep. I'm
0: not comparing you to Skip Bayless. <laughs> <laughs> but, Bayless. but they were talking about I, I was I watched a clip on of Colin Coward and he was talking about um, Matt Ryan mm. and is he an elite quarterback? And what he said was whenever he looked at any star player across any any sport. And thinking about whether they're elite. He says, you look at their entire body of work. You take out their best year or game. You take out their worst year or game. And that's the quarterback or player you have. Right? And I looked at, I thought about that for a second. I was like, that kind of makes sense. Because any player can have one really good year. Right? But also any player can have one abysmal year. But the medium of, or the, the average of all the rest is pretty much what you have. So, like, like, you take Aaron Rodgers for example, and you take out his monstrosity of a year. I think two years ago was the was the real like crazy year. And then you take out his worst year, which is probably like his rookie year or the year or his his first year as a starter or the year after. Yeah, you have an outstanding body of work, right? And you can definitely call him elite. So what he was referring to was with Matt Ryan. You take out last year's year as MVP, or and you take out his last year, and you have a really good quarterback. But not not like a outstanding one. He had one really really good year. So that's what that's so to come full circle is I'm gonna have to look at this Ross Bowers the full season. I'm gonna have to look at it and go, what was it? Which one was his best game? Right? Probably the UNC game. I would have to say he was really good in that UNC game, in my opinion.
1: That are the maybe the Ole Miss game.
0: Maybe the Ole Miss game too. I'd have to go back and look through the stats and stuff and the progressions, but you take that out. And then worst game, Oregon, Washington. (laughs) Washington, for sure. SC. like SC in the fourth quarter. So you take out one of those, and as as of right now, you look at the averages of the rest of the games.
1: Mm.
0: I think that's fair. And and it's exactly as you said. It's it's just like in terms of like Pac-12, right? Let's say because you have 12 starting quarterbacks. He's legit just smack dab like – if not the middle, like right under the middle, he's just okay. Yeah, he's just he's good. He's he's a good college quarterback, but it's not it's it's not gonna he's not gonna be the factor that wins you games. Like that's that's the big thing. But okay, but all right. So
1: okay, I'm with you. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but if you look like look at Manny Wilkins, yes, like he's nothing
0: amazing, right? Or do you think so? Not as of right now. But like
1: look at so if you look at but, I, but I will
0: I will say this about Manny Wilkins he's having an outstanding year. Any player can have an outstanding year. Can Manny Wilkins do it again next year? That's that's the bigger question. Or maybe it goes pro. At that point, we we won't ever know. Yeah, but it's just he's for me his season right now. I'll look at it and go, holy crap, that's amazing. But at the same time, I'll look at it and go, it's kind of an anomaly season. Like they didn't. He wasn't expected to do that. Like, they didn't know he was that. He's right. pretty amazing. So,
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. And that's what I sort of think is it seems like in college football, quarterbacks that are average or above average are almost a diamond dozen in the sense that how many quarterbacks are in the Pac-12 this year that are below average? So we have Montez, who just lit us up.
0: Or, I mean, you can think about it the other way, right? Who are who are the quarterbacks that are going to win you games surefire? Right. Like so that one is much easier. Yeah. It's just easier go, to talk about. You
1: Rosen. Yeah. Darnold. Uh, <laughs> out already. Falk. Khalil Tate. Call. Khalil Luke, Tate. Luke Fault. Jake Browning. Um, Herbert. Yeah. If he was playing. Herbert. Yeah. That's six. And,
0: Yeah that there's six.
1: Yeah. It's like, it's not the NFL where it's like you have four amazing quarterbacks. It's just like by and large, most of the quarterbacks in the twelve in the pack 12 are going to be like at a pretty darn good level. And then below that you have the Wilkins of the world and you have, uh, like there's other quarterbacks that, you know, I mean, Sean Mannion was excellent at Oregon state for many years. So for me it's just I I don't know like it, it, the standard for me is interestingly enough it's higher for college football for me in the quarterback because I think that there's always another option out there. For us we went and got Davis Webb for one year and he was fantastic and he was third string on Texas Tech. Third string. Right? He's yeah. buying Mahomes and
0: uh Baker Mayfield. For a little, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I mean th- in in terms of – it's not like the NFL, right, where you can just throw money at the problem. It's it's definitely not one of those, right? If you don't have a position, you can't go out and throw money at a free agent and, and have them come over with this talent. That's just not how it works in college football. So if you were to choose, right, because recruiting – your recruiting effort can only stretch so far, right? It's not like a video game where you can invest infinite number of hours into infinite number of recruits. You can't do that like in NCAA. A. <laughs> So if that's the case, would you rather have, you know, that star defensive talent, right? And have a really, really good defense. Or would you rather invest that time and effort into getting a star quarterback? Yeah. Right. And that's, that's, at that point, it's just a determination of what you want your teams to look like. Like, clearly over the last three years, right? Just, let's just take the last three years as an example. When we had Dykes the exact counter opposite to us was Utah. We invested all of our resources into getting outstanding offensive players. Mm -hmm. Utah invested all of their time, pretty much getting outstanding defensive players who was more consistent. Right. Utah, because
1: you have freaking Joe Williams who (laughs) retires and comes back and is
0: amazing. And that's, you you just got those anomalies that just go your way too. But we just, we haven't
1: had that like Luke Falk who just walks onto the team and yep. is exceptional. I mean we have Chad Hansons of the world, yeah. but it just feels like the frequency of good quarterbacks. Like when was the last time Ohio State had a bad quarterback? I don't
0: I don't even remember who the quarterback before Braxton Miller was. Cardale
1: Jones? No, because oh. Cardale
0: was the freshman when Braxton was a senior. Uh oh. and then that's that's what happened is when Braxton went out, JT Barrett went out, is when Cardale started. In the right, and Even he was good. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a, Yeah. So that's like this the one area that I think like you're
1: so replaceable. Yeah. That it's like if you're not gonna show flashes of consistency outside of looking at Stanford because they've just never <laughs> figured it out after, after luck, look. it does feel like Well, they did have Hogan, who was serviceable
0: he's in their a system. a good
1: example of like being just at average, but he's above average just barely above average, so I'm okay with it. Yeah, If I was a Stanford fan, I'd be okay with it because you're saying, eh, doesn't lose us any games, maybe wins us a game or two. Right now, we can't really say that Bowers like, is clearly winning us a game or two. Washington State, put that on the running backs. Ole Miss, yeah, maybe Ole Miss is terrible. And then <laughs> UNC, sure, but UNC is also terrible. Yeah. So in retrospect, I just don't know. How I mean, I think we've learned a lot about our quarterback situation, which is great. I'm anxious to go into spring and really see what the competition is. Is Forrest will be out? Right.
0: Well, I think he'll still be. He'll still. He's only a junior, so I would. I would assume that he'd still be with the team. I. I wouldn't mind keeping him on the roster and just having him as like a, hmm. a legitimate senior backup. It was like it was like uh, when Goff and Klein were freshmen, right? We had Hinder as the senior. We still had him on the roster, just in just in case, and was, I think it's just always a good idea to have a senior quarterback on the roster, regardless of if he plays or not. Yeah, fair, um, fair. So, so yeah, that that question mark is is going to be even bigger. But the bigger question mark, I mean, we're going on a way big tangent <laughs> here. But the bigger <laughs> question mark, but about that quarterback situation though, going into spring is that McElwain's playing baseball, which means he won't play spring ball. The next time we'll see him is fall camp next year. Right. So, will the, quarterback, will the quarterback situation be played out by then? I I just don't know. I mean, is Schroot going to come in as an early enrollee? I don't know. I, I haven't heard anything about anyone coming in as an early enrollee yet. So, that pretty much leaves us with the same group of guys that we had in fall camp playing quarterback during spring ball. And you said Garbers looked nice. Garbers did look good. It was just a consistency issue. Hmm. He had a great long ball. And I think he does have better wheels than Bowers does, but he's he's still a freshman, right? Like it's yeah. just he's, he's just still a freshman. All right, let's let's come back. So that's let's, what we thought
1: about the pick six. Yeah, that's what we thought about the pick six. <laughs> the pick six was uh, interesting. It looked like it was, so we couldn't figure it out. Yeah, we like, were not kind of split. Figure it out.
0: Yeah, um, was on... it? So was it a Hawkins misroute? Right? Did he? Did he run the wrong route? Or did Bowers know the wrong play and threw it in the wrong direction? I mean, Hawkins seemed sure of
1: his route.
0: Yeah. He as, looked back and he was confused.
1: As far as those plays usually go, I think it's generally on the receiver. Because um, Bowers is pretty, Unless I mean, it does kind of look he just like throws it to a spot. But I'm thinking that a quarterback would normally see him going in and be like, now is the time to get the fade off.
0: Either that or it was inside and then going corner. Right. But it could have also just been a design play where snap. Throw it up. Just throw it in that direction. And that's where he's supposed to be. I'm bummed nobody asked. Yeah. It would be interesting to – or maybe they did. Maybe they did. We haven't watched the Pro game Conferences, so we wouldn't know, but – if you do, please let us know in the comments. Um, we, would, be, we would love to know if anyone has any insights on that. Uh, but let's move on from the offense. Let's talk about the defense a little bit. Oh, God. like they The first possession, as I said, looked great. Got the three and out. We looked, we we're doing all right. But every drive that Colorado had just seemed like they were just going to run over us. They did not... They just looked tired. They looked gassed. Like I, I don't know how else to put it. They just did not look like themselves. I don't know. What how did you think about what did you think about the defense?
1: Well, we talked about this a little bit. Um it just sort of felt like our defense has played well every single game and they finally just didn't have it. I mean, bad safety play after bad safety play after bad safety play after bad safety play. And it was all in third downs too, which makes me think that your point about them being tired from the OT game I think is pretty valid because it's like you clearly have the energy going one, going two, but you're just like making those mental mistakes in the third down one when you're the most tired. So maybe maybe it really just was that, but it certainly seems like so weird for us to watch. And we were so accustomed (laughs) to these breakdowns. And it just sort of felt like it stupefied everyone, even when I was following everyone on Twitter during the game just Everyone's just like, Cal can't stop them on third down. What's going on? You know, and then everyone else, some other people were saying, have faith, you know, (laughs) and it, it was weird. We haven't seen bad secondary play in a long time. A year ago? (laughs) Yeah, you know, we've had a couple lapses this year. Yeah. We just haven't had consistently bad performances. From yeah, because the they,
0: they've had a couple of snaps where they've made some mistakes, but they've always somehow... They've always, in every game, somewhat turned it around. In my you know opinion. what I just thought about? Gerald Alexander had a baby, right? Yes. Maybe. I don't know. Was he there? Was
1: he working with... Maybe he wasn't working with them.
0: Yeah, he just just a baby.
1: Like, normally, you take paternity leave. But does Don't... Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if he was there. It's not me. like the, where we're going to find that out. But, <laughs> yeah. I mean... It certainly was the worst game we've seen from the secondary and Coach Alexander, congratulations yes. on your little baby. But maybe he wasn't there. I don't know. It just sort of felt like something was something was blatantly missing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it it just Yeah, it so there, there for me the big thing was there comes a point where your talent start can overachieve, right? And the amount of talent that you have in reserve beyond that gets depleted. And that's exactly what happened here is we lost Saffel earlier on the season. Right. We lost Downs just a couple of weeks ago. And we somehow masked it over like the last two weeks. Right. We somehow were, was able to overcome it. But this is the game where it showed that we're, we're running without two of our starters and on the defensive end. And that, that is just, a recipe for not performing up to par because you just don't have enough bodies to be able to play those positions anymore.
1: And for downs in particular, I think it's been actually pretty noticeable in the last two, two weeks because it's just like those, how many times in Colorado ran that dumb rule, like running back, either it was like a quick pass to the outside and they ran it straight to the sideline for like a four or five yard mm-hmm. gain, or they just ran the running back to the outside Devonte was the one that would crash
0: down on that all the time and get the running back in the backfield. And yeah. he would he would read it and force the angle into a in an area that he liked. Exactly. We didn't get any of that in this game.
1: Yeah. So I mean it's it's super no, his absence is more noticeable than anybody else that's gone down this year for me. Um I hope I'm not missing I like we've replaced Trey with Laird, uh Robertson with Vic Gordon, um and Noah. And not his, fully though, but no, def- serviceable by not in any means, but it's to the point where you're like, not like, yeah, d- damning the world. For, <laughs> yeah. But I find myself consistently being like, uh
0: Devontae would have been there. Devonte, yeah, been there. it would have been nice to have Devonte. Yeah, it's still, it's still gonna haunt me forever. What we, what Devonte could have been if we had like a, just a, a serviceable defensive coordinator and coach over him over four years. Instead of just one, well,
1: at least we got the one.
0: At least we got the one, but we didn't even get a how full mad one. would you be if we didn't get any?
1: <laughs> but we <laughs> he just went to the league and was amazing. Oh yeah, and if he, he went, yeah, if he like, went to the league
0: and he just like let's say turned out to be the next Ray Lewis or something, then <laughs> it would just you you'd just be like, oh my god, and he had zero college <laughs> yeah. highlights.
1: They're like, yeah, he really came out of left field. Like he's
0: one of he's. I definitely I I can honestly guarantee you if that were the case I. Honest to God, would think that he would be one of those guys that doesn't say Cal like in the in the things. Just because he hated, like he might have hated his time here, yeah. If he didn't have that, he might have just say his high school name. I think, think with the skyline, he's from Washington. I know that. Uh. I just don't remember. He was the funniest story about Devontae Downs is that he was kicked off uh, from Washington State's uh, when he was on a visit to Washington State. He was sent home because he was recruiting kids to Cal on that recruiting trip. And I remember during the Washington State game, people were, Washington State fans were tweeting that out. I was like, do you guys remember who Devontae Downs is? He was recruiting kids to Cal on his official visit to Washington State. I'm was like, love that. that. That That's still one of my favorite, like, behind the scenes stories. Um, but yeah, uh, let's just, let's move on to our awards for this Washington, or for this Washington game, this Colorado game. It felt like a Washington game. All right, let's go. Our offensive MVP, you got one?
1: Noah. <laughs> he's amazing. He's he's pretty, so good. He's
0: pretty good.
1: It's it's unbelievable. He's so dependable. Can't wait to watch him yeah. more.
0: Yeah, as he matures and gets better. I'm going to go with Vic Warden. He, he did exactly what we needed him to do, stretch the field. And he threw a pretty good ball on that jet sweep trick play. What year is he? I believe he's a junior. Oh, cool. Yeah. Because he played... He played one year at Tennessee, transferred here, then played last year, right? So that would have been his sophomore season. And then this is his junior junior mm-hmm. year. So we got him for one more year. So, yeah, not bad at all. Good pick, good pick. Yep. your defensive MVP. Oh, I have to choose one? Uh, would you like me to read you some defensive stats? Would that help? No,
1: I got my boy that I always choose.
0: Oh, uh, yeah, of course.
1: Mr. Bunches, <laughs> man. I don't know that Looney sack on that was pretty awesome. I thought Looney was going to have a huge game, so he deserves to have a call out. The guy plays so well. But Looney
0: statistically had a pretty, pretty decent game. I mean, because he is he plays defensive tackle sometimes, and he also plays on the end, so he's not going to get like crazy amount of tackling. But his stat line was three, three total tackles, three solo, one sack for ten yards, one tackle for a loss for ten yards, and one fumble recovery.
1: Yeah, beast. Not bad. Good game.
0: Uh, I'm going to have to go with uh, either Raymond Davison or, yeah, go with Raymond Davison. Four total tackles, one sack for 12 yards, and two tackles for a loss for a total of 15 yards. Not bad. He wreaked havoc in the backfield, did what he needed to do.
1: These are by far the worst stats that we've had. Yeah. To choose from.
0: Mm-hmm. Who's the top tackler? Jordan Kanasich. How many? Can you guess? 14. Ooh, close. 16. 16? Yeah. 10 solo,
1: 6 assisted. Sheesh. (laughs) I wonder where he's going to grade out. It'll be interesting to read the, like, pro football focus. Yeah. In the college one, and see if he grades out that well, or if it's really just like he's tackling people after five yards.
0: Yeah. If he grades out higher than 85, he'll probably be on the pro football focus, uh, -hmm. Pac-12 defensive team of the week. I mean, the guy's really good. Him and Cameron good, I think are, like, Two two really good upperclassmen stalwarts that we're gonna have for the next two years, I believe. I think Jordan we have for one more year, but good, I think we have for another three. So yeah, I think that's definitely gonna gonna help out.
1: Jordan's gonna be mad that we don't choose him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if he he's gonna be to mad this, at the
0: Bearcast, <laughs> if he listens to this. All right, um, your unsung hero.
1: Uh, my friend Travis was <laughs> wearing a, um, Ted bear head yes. at the Cal game wearing all Cal clothes and got his picture taken by the USA today and it was featured on our blog in the instant recap Yep. and it'll be featured on our podcast posts as the main one. And so he's the unsung hero for the best Halloween (laughs) outfit. He said that people were coming up to him and just like every single person was asking him for pictures. Oh, can I take a picture of him? Yeah, and the best piece of this uh, was that my buddy Dylan actually, uh, who was with him in Colorado, went to the Halloween store and took out the head and said, if you wear this the entire cow game, I'll buy it for you. So he didn't even pay for the damn thing. And got super famous <laughs> because of it. So yeah, he's the unsung hero. I have another one that's a little more serious, but right. I think he's my unsung. Okay, go for it. Clump is the other one.
0: Oh, you took it. Oh see, hey. I didn't want to take it. It's fine. It's yours, go. No, ahead. it's fine. Yeah, Clump Clump was amazing. Is punting it's it's never a good thing if you have your punter as one of your like unsung heroes because you basically in any football game if you just don't you if if all's going well you don't want your punter to even kick a single punt all game if it's going well cuz your punter could not kick a, a punt all game but that just means like you're you know turning the ball over you know on every single drive but if all's going well you don't want your punter kicking at all he kicks 7 times with an average of 47.6 yards Along a long of 53. Two of those were in the 20 and one was a touchback. So and we saw that one punt. Yeah, talk about your favorite one. That that punt with the rollout with the rugby kick where he kicks it, it almost gets blocked, but nails it within the 10 yard line, but the receiver walks backwards, runs, tries to do that the one move that both of us hate, that uh high school move where you try to outrun them by running like in a U uh behind your line. Um And he did that, but he got tackled within the five. And I was just... I remember we were wa- we were watching the highlights, and I was just like, look at that. It's a beautiful punt. I haven't seen that type of punting since Brian Anger. It's a good pick. Yeah. Yep. All right. Our last one is our bounce-back player for next week. You got one?
1: Yeah. I think my bounce-back player for next week will have to be Patrick Laird. Mm. If we're going to win this game, we need to have success running the ball. So...
0: Uh he's gotta have more than fifty three, sixty three yards. Like he's gotta have more than thirteen carries. And yeah. Vic war uh, Vic and Rory has definitely need more than six carries. I am not as <laughs> I don't know. I cannot
1: read Vic for the life of me. I cannot. I when I say that we should stop handing the ball off to Vic, he runs for a hundred yards and multiple touchdowns. But other than that, it seems like, you know, like in the Arizona game, I was like, dude, we got to stop giving this guy the ball and we came in fourth and one and he's supposed to be tackled and the guy is just so strong, goes in the end zone. So I clearly have no idea what I'm talking about. So I'm just going to choose layered. But with Vic, I just can't figure out, like sometimes he just seems to make such bad reads on his blocks and then other times he just rumbles. Mm -hmm. And it's very hard to figure out like what the consistency issue is. I think it has a lot to do with the O
0: line um, as well, but it's uh, it's really a tough nut to crack. Yeah, the line's gonna be a real big question going into next week too because Daltoso was injured on in that on that final offensive play, and he was helped, he was car- carried off by his teammates. So I don't know if he carried; he was definitely helped off by his teammates at the very least. So yeah, uh, my bounce back player for next week, I think it has to be the DBs. I hate going with the whole group, but I've been going with a lot of groups. But the DBs as a whole, I think, will have a bounce back game next week. I think. I think the entire team as a whole, and we'll talk about this on our preview, but the team as a whole definitely senior night, final game of the season, at home. Mm. You know. So who are we sending off? Like, let's talk about senior night. We're sending off Ray Davidson. Yep. We're sending off. Uh, da. Da. We're sending off Downs. We're sending off Looney. Uh we're sending off Ray Hudson. Although um although Ryan Gorsey uh tweeted out the, today, I believe, or yesterday, um, that Wilcox said that there's something in the works uh regarding Hudson. So that could mean sixth year, 'cause it, it honestly, that's the most viable option at this point because he didn't play a single snap this season. He was out injured the entire season. Yeah. So he could easily apply for a waiver and I I would be hard-pressed for to say that the NCAA wouldn't give it to him especially yeah. since he didn't play a single snap. Like he didn't suit up. Like if he if he had suited up and didn't play a snap, like that's that's different versus like unable to even dress on any game day. Yeah. So what yeah, about, but I'm sure he'll still walk with all of his all of his classmates. What about Vic? And Vic and Wary? Yes, crazy. That went fast. Yeah. Trey Watson might. Really? Um, Because it is his senior year, right? And it's like, it's all the, it's his class guys, right? It's all the guys that he went to school with. But I don't know how that works with guys that you know are staying for another year. Like, is it like graduation? Can you just delay it? Or like, or can you walk whenever? Or do you have to walk like (laughs) on your final game of your final year? Um. Cause I don't know, if I was in Trey's shoes or in Ray Hudson shoes, like I would want to walk with the class guys or like have my senior thing with the guys that I came into Cal with. Because that's the guys I'm gonna be definitely closest to. Yeah. Right? Like I wanna I wanna wrap up that thing in my that chapter in my life with the same guys I started that chapter with. So maybe. I don't know. We'll we'll find out on Saturday. Um yeah, but that wraps it up for us here on the Golden Logs podcast, The Bearcast. That's a, yeah. We need to do something about that. That's way too many words. The Golden Blogs Podcast, the Bearcast. Too many, too many <laughs> bees. But yeah, uh, basketball season starts next week. Exhibition game is on Monday. Yes. First game, against Providence. Oh wow, which is a pretty good team. Yeah. Um. So all,
1: exhibition does not count.
0: Does not count for, for it's anything. Just, yep, just for funsies. Um, and then also. First game is next week on Friday against Riverside. 9 p.m. start. Real weird. <laughs> that's on Friday?
1: Yeah. Next Friday? Yeah. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Sounds enticing, doesn't it? Yeah. 9 p.m. start because it's... 9 p.m.? Yeah. Wait, I missed that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you just said that. <laughs> holy smokes, that's late.
0: Yeah. What? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It's probably one of those TV things, maybe a Pac-12 thing where they mm-hmm. want to like show nine basketball o'clock? all day. Yeah. 9 o'clock. I was like, holy crap, 9 o'clock? Thank God I don't have the recap for that game. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But yeah, uh, we'll have some basketball stuff starting for you guys next week, probably after the exhibition game. So we'll have that set up. Um, I got a buddy of mine who's going to come in and help record a basketball season preview for me. And then we'll have another guest on for the rest of the year for basketball, to talk basketball. So I think we're we're, we're in a good place. Have you announced a guest yet? Not yet. Not Ooh. yet. It's but a good I just one. I just it's need a to confirm. One. Well, you don't know who the other guest is. I haven't told you who the other guest is, but the guy who's going to do the preview, the basketball pr- season preview with me. But he's a good one too. He's a real good wow. one. Wow. Yeah. But we need to. I need to uh, talk to them and figure some stuff out first. And once we get all that done, yeah, we'll we'll have that for you. Um, otherwise, thank you for listening. Be on the lookout for our Oregon State preview, and as always, go Bears.
1: Go Bears.